Do you ever wonder if your life really matters? Pastor Rick says God has a good plan and purpose for your life. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Live Your Calling. What on earth am I here for? In these lessons, you'll discover that real meaning and significance come from understanding and fulfilling God's purpose for you here on earth. This September, when you join our Partner in Hope family by signing up for automated monthly giving, we'll send you a special welcome gift as our way of saying thanks. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part three of a message called, Why God Made You. The Bible says in Philippians chapter two, verse five, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. This is the third purpose for your life. You must learn to think and act like Christ Jesus. So if I'm supposed to think and act like Christ Jesus, what is Jesus like? Well, I've told you this before, that the perfect picture of Jesus in the Bible is Galatians 5, and 23. It's often called the fruit of the spirit and it lists nine qualities. It says in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, nine qualities. What is that? That's a perfect picture of Jesus. God wants you to love like Jesus, to be at peace like Jesus, to be patient like Jesus. God wants you to be faithful like Jesus. God wants you to have self-control like Jesus had self-control. Now, here's the question. How does God teach us the fruit of the Spirit? How does God make us like Jesus? Like for instance, if God wants to turn me into a great loving person, a real lover, what am I doing? I'm just gonna walk down the street one day and all of a sudden, zap, I'm zapped with love. And I love everybody. And just call me Buddy Love. You know, No, no, it doesn't happen that way. There's no pill you can take that's gonna make you patient for the rest of your life or loving for the rest of your life or faithful for the rest of your life. There's no seminar, there's no book, there's no experience that you, that's gonna zap you and all of a sudden you're like Jesus and you never have a problem and you're never tempted again. It's a lifelong process becoming like Jesus. That process is called discipleship, worship, Fellowship, discipleship are the first three purposes of life. Know and love God, learn to love others, and grow up like Christ. And that it takes time, and it takes, and God, here's how does God do it? He puts you in the exact opposite situation. Now it's easy to love people who are lovely. If God's gonna teach you real love, he's gonna put you around unlovely people so that you have to learn to love. Love is a choice. It's easy to love people who are cool like you. (laughs) Now, if God's gonna teach you real love, he puts you around some people that are difficult to love. They're hard to love. When they talk, they spit on you and you know, that kind of stuff. And and, and they irritate you and they get in your face and they, they talk too much and on and on and on and on. And they irritate you and they're like heavenly sandpaper. God's teaching you love. How about joy? How does God teach you joy? Joy is different than happiness. Happiness depends on happenings. If things are going good in your life, you're happy. If things are going bad, you're unhappy. Happiness depends on circumstances. 
I go, to, I go to Disneyland and I'm happy, the happiest place on earth. When I come out, I realize how much I spent. I'm not happy. <laughs> I spent way too much money in the happiest place on earth. And it didn't last. And but before I get to the goofy parking lot, I'm already sad again. <laughs> joy is different from happiness. Joy is internal and joy is eternal. You learn joy in the middle of grief. I could talk to you a lot about that one. How to learn joy in the middle of grief. Patience. How does God teach you patience? By testing it. By irritations, by chaos. It's easy to be patient and, and at peace when everything's going your way. If you're on a backpacking thing up in the Colorado Rockies and you're in a beautiful stream fly fishing, you go, it doesn't get any better than this. And, 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 and well, anybody can be peaceful and patient when things are going your way, but real peace and real patience is learned in the middle of chaos. Peace is learned in the middle of difficulty. How does God teach you patience? Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> All right? Traffic jams. Doctors waiting rooms. Have you ever been in a hurry and God's not? When you're sitting in God's waiting room and you've asked for God to answer prayer and God doesn't seem to be in any hurry to answer it. And you say, God, I need this right now. And God just doesn't seem to be in any hurry. You're in God's waiting room. What's he doing? He's trying to teach you patience. One time I was going through some really bad trials, bad difficulties, and uh, I, I prayed, God, I need patience. And instead of the problems getting better, they got worse. And then I prayed, God, I need patience, and they got more worse. And I said, God, I really, really need patience, and they got really bad. And after about six months, I realized I'm a lot more patient than when I started out six months ago. And so God wants to make character in your life. That's why you have problems. If you had no problems, if you got every prayer instantly answered, like a you know, vending machine, you put in the prayer and pull out the cigarettes or whatever, you got, a vending machine will give you bad stuff, God won't. If you got everything you want, everything went your way, you had no problems, you would be a spoiled brat. Self-centered brat. And the whole goal of life is learning unselfishness. Learning it's not about you. Some people never learn that. It's not about you. So most people end up at the end of their life still thinking it's all about me. It's not about you. It's about learning to love God and learning to love other people. And that's where fulfillment and joy and purpose comes from. We must become, think and act like Jesus Christ. Now this is a lifelong journey. Look at the next verse, 2 Corinthians 3.18. As the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more and more, in other words, progressively, it's a transition, more and more like him. So what does God do to make you like Jesus? He uses truth, you're listening to it right now. He uses trouble, he uses trials. God uses temptations to make you like Jesus. Why, Jesus was tempted. Temptation is just a choice. You say, well, it's a choice to do bad. Well, it's also a choice to do good. It's just a choice. And every time you have a tempted temptation, when you choose to do bad, you know, you, you're defeated. When you choose to do good, you grow. So temptation, every time you have a temptation and you respond correctly, you actually grow. You grow more like Jesus. He uses people. What am I saying? You know those problems you don't like in your life? 
every problem has a purpose. And that purpose is to make you like Jesus. There is no situation in your life you cannot grow from if you'll just trust Jesus and if you'll just learn to respond in the right way. So I want you to write this down. The third purpose of my life is to grow up spiritually. First I'm born again, then I grow up. And God wants you to grow up and he wants you to develop spiritual depth. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Would you like to go deeper with Pastor Rick to discover God's purpose for your life? Well, now you can with a DVD study kit called What on Earth Am I Here For? This life-changing study is taught by Pastor Rick and includes a workbook and six-session DVD. As you go through the lessons, you'll embark on a journey of discovery to answer life's most fundamental question, what on earth am I here for? You'll learn that it's only in God that we discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny. Every other path leads to a dead end. This resource is packed with biblically-centered principles and is perfect for personal or small group study. We'll send it to you today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the gospel to people everywhere. Find out why God put you on the planet with the What on Earth Am I Here For DVD study kit from Pastor Rick Warren. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word daily to 800-600-5004 to get your very own What on Earth Am I Here For study kit. And if you choose to become a partner in Hope with automated monthly giving, we'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. That's PastorRick.com or you can text the word daily to 800-600-5004. Thanks so very much. Once again, here's Rick. Is it possible to grow old without growing up? Yeah, again, don't look at them. But, but you know people who are growing older every day and not growing up. And they're stuck in perpetual adolescence, they're stuck in perpetual infancy. One of the biggest problems in America today is shallow living. One of the most biggest problems in America today is immature people who refuse to grow up. We are a nation of spiritual babies. What is the hallmark of a spiritual baby? Babies are 100% self-centered. A baby can't think of anybody else. All it can think about is me, 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 I, 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 my, 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 my needs. I want it, I want it now. Babies don't know the difference between no and not yet. Babies don't know how to delay gratification. Babies have to have instant fulfillment. Babies have to have uh, focused on their feelings, short-term thinking, manipulated by their moods. I've got to have it now. That sounds like American culture. We have a very immature spiritual baby culture where everybody wants to talk about my rights. I gotta do what's best for me and not their responsibilities. God says, I want you to grow up. Mark chapter four, verse 17 talks about shallow people. It says some people have such a shallow soil of character that when their emotions wear off, oh, I praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and difficulty arrives, 
There's nothing to show for it. They're fair weather believers. So I, my first purpose is to know him and love him back. Then God formed me for his family. My second purpose is to get in his family, the church, and learn how to love other people. Then God created me to become like Christ. And the third purpose of life is he wants me to grow up spiritually. He wants me to grow up spiritually. You might write that down. Then number four, the fourth purpose of life is once you begin to know God and love God and you begin to grow in God, then he wants you to learn to serve him. And here's the fourth thing. God shaped me to serve him. God shaped me to serve him. And he uniquely shaped you in a way like no one else. There are no two people on the planet the same. You are unique in every single way. You have a unique voice print. You have a unique eye print. You have a unique thumbprint, fingerprints. You have a unique footprint. You have a unique chemistry. You have a unique heartbeat. No heart beats exactly the same as any others. God creates every snowflake different. God overdoes it in diversity and variety. God does not clone anything. Humans do, but God never copies and never clones. So nobody in history before you will ever be like you, and nobody after you in eternity in the future will ever be like you. And God uniquely shaped you to fulfill a unique purpose here on the planet Earth. And this is the contribution he wants you to make. Now remember that in heaven, one of the things you're gonna do is you're gonna serve God. And so God wants you to learn to practice here. Now here's what the Bible says, Psalm 139, verse 13. You shaped me, God, first inside and then out, and you formed me in my mother's womb. Now here at Saddleback, we use a little acrostic to, to say the unique shape that God has given you, S-H-A-P-E. Spiritual gifts, heart, ability, personality, and experiences. These are five categories where you're different in every area there from everybody else. For instance, God has given you unique spiritual gifts. You're gifted in some areas, and you don't even realize it, and one of the things about giftedness is you're good at some stuff, and you think everybody's good at it, but they're not. You're good at it. And then God gives you a unique heart. What is your heart? That's your passion. Your passion is what you love to do. Gifts is what you're good at. Passion is what you love to do. Have you ever realized that the reason you like some things and don't like some things is God gave you that shape? Why are some things really interesting to you and other things bore you to tears? Because of your heart, your, your, your emotional, your passion. Why are some things, some hobbies you're interested in, others you couldn't care less about? Some things wind your crank and turn you on, some things bore you to tears. God made us all with different hearts, emotional hearts. We all like to do different things, why? That way everything gets done. If everybody liked to do the same thing in life, there'd be a lot left undone. So God gives us all different interests and different hearts. That came from God. We're given different abilities. Some of you are really good at math. Some of you stink at math. You should never look at a number. You're just, you're just not good at it. Some of you are good with words, and others, you're not good with words. You may be good with plants. You may be good with animals. You may be good with people. Some of you are good at, at drawing, and some of us are just stick figure kind of people. You may be good at, at music. You may be good at mechanics. There are literally thousands of different kinds of abilities, and that's what makes shapes you. And then there's your personality. We all have different personalities. Some people like routine. 
Some people like, they want to do the same thing every day. Some people like variety. They want to do something different every day. Some people um, like to work in a group and some people like to work on their own. That's personality. Some of you are, are uh, you know, morning songbirds and some of you are, are night owls, okay? Uh, how many of you are, are morning people? You like this, like up, up into the pool, let's get going, man. You're morning people, right? How many of you are night owls? You say, I don't believe in God before 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, now let me let you in on a little secret. Morning people always marry night people. It's God's sense of humor. Opposites attract, then opposites attack. And God puts you together and goes, this will be fun, watch the sparks fly, this will be really cool. And the reason why is we need each other's differences. If you married somebody identically like you, you're gonna be bored with them and you can't grow. The greater your differences, the greater the potential for growth, the greater you can become like Jesus Christ. Now, God says, I've shaped you to serve me. And then the last thing he says, I give you experiences. S-H-A-P-E. Every experience in your life shapes you. The good ones and the bad ones. And God uses family experiences you had growing up, even bad ones and painful ones. He uses them for good. He uses family experiences, he uses vocational experiences, the job you had, educational experiences, the stuff you learn in school and outside of school, he, spiritual experiences, personal experiences, emotional experiences, but the number one thing God uses in your life to shape you for serving him is painful experiences. God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. Pain is God's megaphone. Pain is how God gets your attention. We don't change when we see the light. We change when we feel the heat. And God says, yes, I even use the painful experiences. I don't plan them. I don't need, we're living on a broken planet. You're gonna have plenty of painful experiences caused by other people and by yourself. But God says, I can even use that to shape you, to serve me. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says this. God made us what we are. That's, he shaped us. And in Christ Jesus, God made us to watch TV all day. <laughs> well, that's not what it says. Play video games. No, it doesn't say that. God made us to what? What? I can't hear you. Would you circle that phrase? God made us to do good works. This is the fourth purpose of your life. God made you to do good works. Now the word for do good works in the Bible is called ministry. You have a ministry on earth. Not everybody's a pastor, but everybody has a ministry. Your ministry is anytime you use your shape, that's your talent, your abilities, all your personality, to help other people in God's name, that's called ministry. God wants you to practice on earth what you're gonna do in heaven. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, over the last couple of years, we've all experienced worldwide changes and events that have impacted us in profound and sometimes unimaginable ways. For many of us, those changes will impact our lives for years to come. Pastor Rick believes that now more than ever, people need God's Word and the hope that it brings. 
That's why he's asked us to invite you to become a partner in hope. It's so easy to join. You simply let us know how much you'd like to give each month, and we'll set up an easy, regular donation plan for you. But please know that if for any reason you're not able to help financially at this time, we absolutely get that. In fact, the most important way you can help Daily Hope is to pray for us. And we'll pray for you. If you can give at this time, please know that your sustained monthly support will help us to continue broadcasting the life-transforming message of the gospel on radio, TV, podcast, the Daily Hope app, and across the internet. If you choose to become a partner in Hope with automated monthly giving, we'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. Go to PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to become a partner in Hope. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And now here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, we get letters and emails from people all around the world and from all ages. And here's one that I got from a listener in Indonesia. His name is Stephen, and he's 12 years old. He wrote, Dear Pastor Rick, thank you for the powerful way that you've impacted my life. I'm just a 12-year-old schoolboy in Jakarta, Indonesia, but I listen to the broadcast every morning on the way to school. My life has changed completely this year. I'm at a new school, and my family's just about recovered from some financial problems, but I'm still having to learn a whole new way of life. Some days I really feel bad, and I ask God to help me. But then the Daily Hope broadcast comes on the radio, and you always say something that helps me feel better, and I know that at that moment, God is trying to speak directly to me through you. So thank you ever so much. (laughs) Well, thank you ever so much, Stephen. I love hearing from people like you literally all around the world who've been impacted through, through Daily Hope. You know, by the way, I want to thank all of those of you who support us regularly with your financial gifts every month. We can't do this without you. But because of you, we're able to minister to people like this 12-year-old uh, boy, Stephen, in Jakarta, Indonesia. You're never going to know this side of heaven, the number of lives that you have impacted because of your gifts to daily hope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When we get to heaven, we're all going to rejoice and see the results there. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.